everybody. Welcome to Advice for Life with Lynn, uh, where we hopefully help you have a better relationship with yourself and others. I always like to remind myself and others why I'm doing this podcast, and that's why, to have a better relationship with yourself. Today's issue, I'm so excited about it, is mindful eating. And I got to tell you, so I raced home from work to do this podcast, and when Sasha, my guest, was coming up, I shoved a half a banana in my mouth. <laughs> and I was like, I guess this would be mindless eating. Whatever, we'll talk about that. Is it bad for our bodies or we're just missing out on the joy? Um, I don't want to say anything is good or bad, right? Because everyone's bodies react to things differently. Um, but when it comes to consuming food, taking in quality nutrients is obviously better for you. Um, taking time to have a meal uh, allows your body to actually have that trigger that says, okay, I'm eating food now. So you're, you, you don't, you're not shoving food in your mouth. You're not you have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. I know every single one of you out there listening can relate. I mindless eat, as I just said all the time. This includes coming home from work, starving, grabbing hummus and pita chips, my favorite when my husband isn't home, because I'm, quote, not having dinner. (laughs) Before I take off my shoes, I'm standing there over the sink eating or shoving a handful of nuts in my mouth while driving on my way to work. I'm like, it's just a packet. It brings me pleasure. I like eating and driving. Or eating crackers and cheese over the sink because I'm too lazy to get a plate because I don't want to clean it and I don't want crumbs on the floor. Or what about emotional eating? We could talk about so many things. Uh, I certainly do this when I'm stressed at work. I'll look for chocolate or definitely something crunchy because I deserve it, damn it. And I'm so stressed out and life is short and blah, 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 blah. Um, I actually consciously did this the other day after a terrible, awful news week of excruciatingly depressing stories. I said to myself, I know this is great for my body, but I'm going to eat this oatmeal raisin effing cookie because I deserve it. I deserve it. I'm so stressed and life is short and blah, blah, blah. You know, all the, all the, all the things you tell yourself. So we all do it. The question is, how can we do the opposite? Why should we do the opposite? How can we mindfully consume food? enjoy the taste of the flavor, especially if you're having like a French fry or something, I really want to get into that, while slowing down to savor the moment. And what does that do for our bodies? With us today is Sasha Torres, integrative wellness coach. She does so many things, but she basically is a wellness coach. She has this great marketing consultant firm and brand strategist if you need help with that as well. But we're talking about wellness today. So Sasha, thank you for coming. I just want to tell everybody what we're doing here. Mercury's in retrograde. I I hate believing that because then I feel like... (laughs) I make it happen, but her mic isn't working for whatever reason. Um, so we're sharing a mic. So I'm like interviewing her like I'm a, you know, like I'm a reporter. So I'm going to hand the mic to her. So Sasha, thanks for coming. What is mindful eating? Well, thank you for having me. Um, so my mindful eating is just being conscious, being aware of what you're eating, how you're eating it, how you're preparing it, and, you know, the process and where you're consuming it. Um, it really starts from the, the foods you're picking to, choose the foods that you're eating, the foods that you're purchasing, um, knowing where they're coming from, and then how you prepare them, and then how you're also consuming it, taking the time to mindfully put them in your mouth. So it's not eating in your car? 
Not necessarily. Maybe if your car is parked and you're enjoying a view of a park or taking in the rain, um, that's mindful. That can be considered mindful eating. But when you're driving in traffic and you're on 95 yelling at, at other drivers and <laughs> going through a bit of road rage while also shoving your breakfast in your mouth, that's definitely not mindful eating. And what's wrong with that? You essentially are taking in the emotions. You know, it's an, it's an emotional trigger, right? When you're in a high stress situation, you are, your adrenals are in fight or flight. You're going through various different emotions and you're not allowing your body to truly digest and process the food. You're not able to consume food and really tap into all of your senses. So you're, you're definitely not enjoying the smell or the taste or the, the, the appearance of the food. You're basically just grabbing it. I mean, if I've done this as well, where you're driving and you're sticking your hand in your purse to grab a snack and you don't even know what you're grabbing at this point, but you know, it's food and you know, it's, it's going to fill that, that urge. Um, so that's basically where you, you, you're kind of falling short. We're missing the joy. Exactly. Exactly. Is food always joyful though? Like we were talking about earlier about like healthy eating and dieting or, or shredding, whatever you want to call it, you know, eating that boring chicken, broccoli and sweet potato. I mean, so, does it just, is food always supposed to be enjoyable or is it just, kind of like, well, I gotta eat this, gotta build muscle, I gotta be healthy or whatever. I think when you're making proper food choices and you're being conscious about the foods that you're consuming, it can be a joyful process. Um, a lot of people find cooking to be exhausting or tedious, but if you are sourcing quality ingredients, you really don't have to do a lot to prepare it and you can actually enjoy consuming it because it tastes good. I mean, I don't, we're not eating cardboard, you know, <laughs> we're not eating, I mean, there's some foods that are not appealing at all. Um, like like those, what are those? The the Melba toasts. I'm guilty, oh. but it makes me feel like I'm having bread. They taste like cardboard. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they really, the texture. Um, what could we have instead of Melba toast? I know we're getting off topic, but Sasha's also a trained chef. What could we have instead of Melba toast? That's so well, horrible. The question is, why are you having Melba toast? Because I feel I feel fat, and I need to stay away from quote carbs or bread, and this makes me. I'm fooling my head. I think that I'm having. Bread? Is that is that bread? I think it is a carb. I don't even know don't what what know. is Melba toast. But that's why it's it's a high. Fi- I guess so. Guess it's a high fiber form of a cracker slash bread. Um, with that, I I would much rec- much more recommend saying why don't you have some high quality sour sourdough bread? You know because mm-hmm. it's not processed. So if you if for instance you're at the farmers market and you find a baker or you know and and they have fresh sourdough bread. You're better off consuming a slice of that than you are of something that's processed that's been sitting in a package for months. At because? A time. When you have processed foods, the processed foods lose the, the nutritional value. So you're better off consuming something that's fresh in smaller quantities mm. than larger quantities of something that has no nutritional value. Ah, that makes so much sense. So, And, and then, then you don't feel deprived. Enjoy. Right. And then that you'll actually enjoy. I love sourdough bread. I do too. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I love watching on Instagram. I love watching two things. People cook and people exercise. <laughs> but yeah, there's a great sourdough recipe. Like uh, I'm getting off topic, but slicing it. Uh, I guess you can toast it on on uh, a pan with a little bit of oil. And it's not that high in calorie. And again, you're having one slice as opposed to the Melba toast or sorry, no offense. <laughs> I'm not trying to hate on Melba toast, but um it, you know, they come in these little packets. So you end up eating five or six of them 
because it's considered a serving size, whereas you can have, and you're not really enjoying it, you're covering it with cottage cheese or almond butter or something to to cover the flavor, or you could have a slice of, of bread that just needs a little bit of butter, olive oil, and salt and pepper. You know, so it's it's a much easier preparation. You're not piling on a bunch of things, and it tastes better. Oh my God, I just had, since this is not a paid sponsorship, I just had, have you heard of flat out bread? Flat out bread is, um, I think it's like no carbs. I don't know, uh, bodybuilder told me about this. <laughs> and yeah, and I have to have gluten free, but there's gluten free bread. So anyway, I bought this flat out bread and I'm like, this is great. And I put tuna in it. I rolled it up and I put, um, some lettuce in it and it was decent. Then the other day I was like, I could really use a piece of bread. Let me have this flat out bread by itself. It was horrific. Yeah. And I realized, Wow, I'm eating 50 lame old calories and I could have, like you said, a real piece of bread. Right. Mm. Okay. How has, so again, just to reiterate, the benefit of, of mindful eating, or let's reverse it, the benefit of not eating when we're stressed, for example, and mindlessly eating and shoving food down our throat, like I did the other day with a bag of chips, um, is that, is it bad for our bodies or we're just missing out on the joy? Um, I don't want to say anything is good or bad, right? Because everyone's bodies react to things differently. Um, but when it comes to consuming food, uh, taking in quality nutrients is obviously better for you. Um, taking time to have a meal uh, allows your body to actually have that trigger that says, "Okay, I'm eating food now." So you 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 don't you're not shoving food in your mouth, and you're not it, it prevents you from overeating essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, when you actually take the time to pause to enjoy, even if it's just five to 10 minutes. And I know we live in a busy society and we're always running from one thing to the next, but just taking a few minutes to just pause and have that meal properly versus shoving it down your mouth, your body, your, your brain is triggered, your brain and your stomach communicate, right? And it triggers that sensor that says, okay, I've started to eat. And then eventually, okay, now I'm full as opposed to where did that food even go? <laughs> you know, and, and then you're you're wondering, and then you're wondering a couple hours later, why am I still hungry? Mm. Well, you had this huge meal, but your body's not really registering it, right? And then that's when you end up getting acid reflux, or you end up feeling like overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and once that subsides, you're like, okay, I need more food because you really didn't even enjoy that meal. You know, you didn't consume it. What do you think about? It's just the same for watching TV and eat, eating. When my kids were younger, I, I really, I mean, 95% of the time we didn't, I didn't allow them, I, we never ate dinner in front of the TV. So, you know, when I allowed it, they're like, oh, we can eat dinner in front of the TV. I, it just, I really hated it. Um, but also because it, you know, it doesn't promote conversation and enjoyment. But what do you think about, but sometimes now I like, I come home from work, I'm like, Netflix and chill, linen hummus, you know, and that brings me joy. But is that not good as well? Again, it's not about what's good or what's not good. Um, it, there's a there's a place for it, you know, and you also have to accept not feeling guilty for these choices. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you really want to have Netflix and chill and just have a pizza in front of the TV, enjoy it. You know, don't feel guilty about it, but try on other occasions whenever you're able to to mindfully eat. You know, and making small, it's it, small adjustments. It doesn't, I'm not saying that everyone has to perfectly sit in front of a, in the, at the table and have a proper meal. It's, it's not realistic. Mm-hmm. But if you're consciously making decisions that move more towards a mindful eating pattern, 
um, it'll probably be much more beneficial for you. And again, it goes from everything from being mindful about the quality of the ingredients, where you're getting your food, you know, and also how you're preparing it. Um, you know, I was, I was at a meditation that a friend of mine was doing. And one thing that she said was that our hands are connected to our heart, heart chakra. Mm-hmm. So the energy that we're putting in our food when we're preparing it, that's, that's considered mindful eating, right? Because you're mindfully preparing your food. So, you know, it's not, if you mindfully prepare your food, you, you're mindful about how you source your groceries and you really want to have that meal in front of the TV, have the meal in front of the TV. Um, but just be conscious about, and don't feel guilty about it. So Eckhart Tolle, he's a famous um, just guru, but he wrote a long time, I know maybe Oprah was talking to him about sort of the same thing, about feeling guilty about what we eat. And he was saying that um, there is real, no, there's no bad food. If you're going to have a French fry or 50, eat each one Enjoy it. mindfully, mm-hmm. correct. And he said that actually makes you eat less. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm a I love my French fries. Um, but again, I don't eat them every day. But when I do, I indulge. I don't want a sweet potato fry. I want a real French fry with salt on it. You know, Some grease. Yeah. <laughs> I might dip it in mayonnaise. Don't judge. Um, but, you know, and I enjoy it. And it's something that I savor and I, I, I have. And that's it. I don't feel guilty about it. So making conscious food choices that you that bring you joy but also that you don't feel guilty about i always say like an 80 20 rule a 90 10 rule um on you know 90 percent of the time you're good and or, or eating healthy and then 10 percent you're you're indulging a little bit it's okay it's allowed um no one's perfect and no diet and that's that's where the idea diet comes into play where i don't even i don't really follow a diet i don't believe in a diet um it's just a way of eating and and being con again back to being conscious about what you're eating how has um, this conscious, mindful eating changed your life? Or have you always been this way? I mean, you went to culinary school, but how, how has this affected your life? Or how is this part of your life? What's interesting is that before culinary school, I used to do these cooking seminars of sorts. A friend of mine was a trainer, and he and I would, he would teach people about BMI and, and fitness and weight training, and I would teach people about healthy food choices. Um, so it's always been a part of my life. And then I went to culinary school, which was a French culinary school and they used butter, salt and everything. Julia Child. Yeah. Complete Julia Childs, which is completely the opposite of what I'd been accustomed to. Um, but I always still turn to, you know, being mindful about the spices that I was using, um, being creative in the kitchen as far as, um, experimenting with different spices that, that had different health benefits, you know, ginger for your digestion, turmeric for your inflammation. Um, so with that, I feel like it was always part of my life. Um, and I, I actually find great joy in going to the grocery store and looking at labels and just shopping. I, you know, I actually really enjoy going to the grocery store, um, and learning about the foods that I am purchasing. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's always been a part of my life. Um, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't say that it's changed my life, but I know that my relationship with food is, is much better than it was before. I grew up I mean, growing up in Miami, there was every other diet, right? And mm-hmm. my aunts, my mother, my cousins, everyone was on some kind of diet as I was growing up, um, from the South beach diet to the cabbage soup diet. <laughs> We've tried it all. Um, so being able to have a good relationship with food is very important. Um, I'm, I eat 
ample meals in a day. Um, I enjoy cooking. I enjoy food. I, I enjoy quality ingredients. Um, and I definitely think that being this whole process with mindful eating, um, has definitely improved just my health overall. You know, I've, I've, I've never really been someone who gets sick often. Um, I did have something, I had like a stomach thing a couple years ago. And I think that's probably when I also started becoming much more conscious about what I was eating and how I was consuming it. So we met um, during our Reiki workshop to become Reiki practitioners. And I, I'm wondering, like, how, you know, you talked about the, your hands are supposedly connected to our heart chakra. So whatever, cooking, people say sometimes this was made with love. Would you ever eat anything from somebody who was cooking <laughs> and who was angry? So it's funny that you mentioned that. My mom actually has always said that's something that she's always talked about. Um, you know, mm -hmm. someone doesn't necessarily, y y their relationship with you is odd. You don't really, she's, she's always never wanted to take food from certain people. Um, hmm. it, it's, it's interesting because the energy, I mean, we've learned, you sense. and I know yeah. how powerful right. our hands are oh, yeah. um, and how energy can be transferred so easily and so quickly. And that's something that you're consuming, right? So if you're in a bat, and there's been times that, you know, I've been preparing a meal and I've kind of been frustrated, or I've been flustered, I've had a rough day. And when my mother sees it, she's like, you know what, leave, don't bother making dinner. It's okay. <laughs> you know, we'll order in um, because she knows that that energy transfer is very powerful. Mm -hmm. um, so I definitely believe that it's important that when you're cooking food, who's cooking the food, um, you taste the difference too, I feel. What about mindless drinking? Oh, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> that's a whole different conversation. Well, but we could you could apply the same principle, I would imagine, right? So if you're going to have a drink or two, mindfully savor. Well, and it depends what you're, what's prompting you to have that drink. You know, are you are you using it as an, a way to escape from the stresses of your life, or you know, you're you if you do you need that drink or do you want that drink? Um, I think that's the difference and, and that, that's a way of being able to approach it as mindful drinking. What's that need? Where's this urge coming from? You know, I love a good glass of wine. Um, but, and I, and I can drink a couple glasses of wine, but it's more to enjoy as opposed to, to escape. Uh, okay. You're, you're to enjoy the taste on your tongue as opposed to, I want to get high or I want to escape. Right. Or uh, let's do shots and see who goes down first kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> so just to reiterate, um, I always love to to go over your tips. Um, some of your tips were, and I'm holding this microphone and usually I write them down. <laughs> so I'm, just, I'm using my brain and memory. Uh, mindful eating is, you're, you're saying, obviously good for our bodies. Uh, we enjoy it more when we're more conscious and slow down. Don't judge yourself when you don't mindful eat. Enjoy the French fry or 50 and that's okay. And not everything is going to be perfect. Not everything is going to be, I'm going to mindfully eat my lunch at work when I have 3 billion things to do. It's not going to happen and that's okay. What is your best advice for life on how to eat mindfully in a sentence? I would say being intentional with the foods that you're consuming and how you're consuming them. Just be intentional. And I think that applies to all areas of your life. Just being intentional with everything that you're doing. Well, I was intentional the other day when I was stressed at work and I was like, <laughs> I'm intentionally having this bag of Doritos and there's 200 calories and all the sodium and I don't care. And I sat in my office, put my feet up for six minutes 
and took a break. I took a break and I enjoyed every stupid Dorito. And that's okay, right? I mean, it's not, it's not good for my body, but it felt... Did you feel guilt from it? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you, you made a conscious choice. You were intentional with this snack and you took a time to pause. You know, so, and that's probably what, 10% of your lifestyle where you have uh, a bag of Doritos, 90% of your lifestyle is relatively healthy and and well prepared food and and whole foods. So yeah, 10% of your, that was your 10%, right? right? Where you were, you indulged for a bit, it satisfied that urge and that was it. Beautiful. Yeah. Do we miss anything? Um, I mean, our, our eating patterns really are it can it as an adult it's probably easier to make mindful choices um but i feel like a lot of our eating habits are formed as children so you know why we're grabbing that slice of cake or why do we feel that we deserve it you know what's the reason behind it so that's another thing to consider also when you're considering eating mindfully um where that urge is coming from no, that's deep. And that's really another podcast, but it's so true. For me, sugar has equaled fun, mm-hmm. uh, a way to escape, um, almost like a childhood thing. And that's what sugar was for us as kids. It's a treat. Yeah. Wow. And, and there's no nothing else. And so I definitely have a sh- propensity to have an addiction to sugar, as a lot of people do. But um, yeah, once I... My husband has bags of M&M's in the house, peanut M&M's, like, and chocolate bars. So, but once I say no, I'm only talking about this, hopefully you guys can relate. Somebody out there will be like, yeah, me too. Once I start saying no, uh, I'm a good week of no, I'm good. Once I have one M&M, I'm like, and then another, and then another, and then another, and the next day, next day. But I know why I'm doing, oh, I'm having a treat. I'm treating myself. But really what I need to do is treat myself in other ways get more sleep, say no to other, say no to people. Is well, that kind of what you're talking about? Self-care. Yeah. So it's, 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 again, you know, sometimes growing up, it was like, okay, you got A's on your report card. So you deserve this. Here's a treat, you know, or like you, um, you had, you had a, a rough day at, at school or, or you, whatever. And you know, what's your favorite comfort food? you know, let's go for our favorite, let's go for pizza, mm-hmm. you know, and, and what we associate certain foods with, um, could also, I mean, but you're right, that, that is a whole different podcast. Um, but that also comes into play with relationship with food. Right. And I would imagine, uh, in wrapping up here that once we do start mindfully eating, we'll be more mindful in the rest of our lives yeah. to be in the moment. And I've, it's a struggle for me, struggle. It's a challenge for me every single day because my mind wants to plan ahead or my, I'm thinking about the past or I'm not in the moment. And that's really what mindful eating is in the moment with your food. You were so awesome. This was your first podcast. She was so great, right? And you dealt with my handheld interview. If you want to get in touch with Sasha Torres, you can find her on Instagram at Sasha underscore Torres. How do I spell that? S-A-S-C-H-A underscore T-O-R-R-E-S. Thank you so much for coming on. We're gonna, I'm going to mindfully eat the rest of that half a banana <laughs> that I shoved in my throat before you came. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you on the next Advice for Life with Lynn. Until next time. A reminder to everybody, submit your questions on AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free email. You'll be the first to get my weekly blog on how to live consciously and peacefully. 
You'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways that they can help the Advice for Life with Lynn followers. So reach out. Maybe if you think you've got something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think. So tell me how I'm doing. I want your thoughts. The links are in the show notes and also on the website. I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast. So your shares, your subscribes and reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and they help us reach more people. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.